Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Chats with Is. So this is my first official episode, and we're going to be talking about George Floyd. So if you don't know what happened to George Floyd, he was a man in Minneapolis who purchased something at the grocery store with a $20 counterfeit bill. He was later then arrested, and while he was arrested, the police officers were kneeling on his neck. George pleaded and asked them to get off his neck because he couldn't breathe, but still, they applied force, and he later then died. So, during this podcast, I want to talk about a couple things. I want to talk about social media, our government, particularly our leader, and the police brutality and bias. So in this case, social media plays a very big role. So how we found out, how the entire country found out about what happened to George Floyd was through a video that bystanders had taken. This video was then uploaded to social media platforms and the entire world had knew about what happened to George Floyd. I think that in this way, social media presents itself in a bright light because social media allows for us as a country and a democracy to serve justice. Let's say the bystanders at the time when this happened, they didn't have social media. The people would have the video and not have any platform to upload it in. And so that way, this information would not come out and the world wouldn't know what it needed to know. So I think in that way, social media is good, but it can also be very confusing. We've all seen on social media, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, etc., people posting images that support the Black Lives Matter movement. It could be a black screen, a mural of George Floyd, a quote, a lyric, a symbol that supports the movement. It can be a bunch of things. But another thing that a lot of people see is that if you're silent, you're siding with the oppressor. Now, I know a lot of people who have not posted, and people who have posted a lot. Um, I myself have posted a couple of things that um, spoke a lot to me, but my friends and I have had discussions about them not posting. When I've talked to people who haven't posted about this topic, they say that they would rather not post because they don't fully understand than post and not fully understand and post to post. So a lot of the people on social media who have been posting have been posting because they feel pressured to do it or they're doing it because they don't really truly understand the move the movement, but they're doing it because they see their friends or a bunch of other people doing it. And I think with that moral intention where you're giving yourself a moment, you're learning and digesting all the information that is given to you and then assessing how you feel about it is not siding with the oppressor. I would much rather have someone who takes a moment, pauses, really understands what's going on through society, and then posting rather than someone just posting for likes or because their friends are doing it or because they feel pressured to. So the next topic I want to talk about is our government and Donald Trump. So I think during 9-11, we really saw our leaders come out and support the country. And I think that's when people start realizing, okay, this is why we have a president. This is why we have a leader. And currently, myself, I do not see that. 
So at the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, like right when it was starting up its peak, Donald Trump was asked about the Black Lives Matter movement and about George Floyd's family, and he really didn't say much. And as a leader, he should. As a leader of our country and someone who has such a great power, he should have said something. Later on, though, he contacted the Floyd family. Now, he did so in his political favor and made sure that the media was aware, similarly to any PR machine who spins the news into their favor. Now, this isn't a political smear or one political party hating all the Republicans, but just giving facts. Now, our leader hasn't done very much to help with the Black Lives Matter movement. In fact, he's made it obvious that he doesn't really support it. But... I think that we have to think that next time, while we are electing our presidents, especially younger people and people more in the modern society, they have to think about who they are electing and what they will do while they are in power. The next topic I want to talk about is bias. The definition of bias is prejudice in favor of or against one thing, person, or group compared with another, usually in a way considered to be unfair. And obviously now we've seen throughout history and currently that there is a bias against black people. So the bias example that I'm about to give you is very similar to white privilege. So Tanya McDowell, a black homeless mother, lied about her school district that she lived in so her six-year-old son could go to a better school. She was sentenced to five years in jail. While Felicity Huffman, a white, wealthy actress, paid $15,000 to cheat her daughter's way into a better college, she was sentenced 14 days in jail. Now, mind you that the jail that Felicity Huffman was sentenced to was not the jail that everyone else has to go to, but was the celebrity Martha Stewart jail. This jail is typically you're in a room by yourself, you have a twin bed, pillows, blankets, a TV, furniture. It's very similar to a hotel room. Despite the fact that Felicity Huffman's crime was arguably much more extreme than Tanya McDowell's crime, she was sentenced to far less time than Tanya McDowell. How can people say that there's no such thing as bias or white privilege? Felicity Huffman only got 14 days because she was white and because she was an actress. I'm not excusing what Tanya McDowell did. What they did was both wrong. Tanya lied and Felicity also lied. But the difference of sentences and the difference of ways they were treated, that is the definition of bias. The next topic I want to talk about are the police. So I recently saw a TikTok of a girl um, who said that I don't understand why people hate all cops. I think they should just hate the cops that have proven that they have a prejudice against black people and who have wrong morals. Now, I was scrolling through the comments and um, I saw one woman who said something that I think was very well said. She said, no one hates the actual cops, the people under the uniforms, the personality, the individual, their families, their livelihood, etc. But they hate the uniform and the system that they work under. The system that they work under has proven time and time again that they have a bias against Black people. For example, Mark Furman and the O.G. Simpson case. Now, if you're not familiar with O.G. Simpson, he was basically um, a... TV broadcaster for sports, and he was placed on trial for the murder of his wife and Ron Goldman. 
Now, this isn't going to be a podcast about whether he was guilty or not, but about one specific person and cop in this case. Mark Furman was at the crime scene and was later put on trial for the case. So when he was asked if he planted any of the evidence on his case, he pleaded the fifth, meaning that he chose his right not to answer. Now think about it like this. If you had food in the fridge and it was gone the next day and you ask someone, oh, did you eat the food in the fridge? And they said, "Um, I'm not going to say, wouldn't you assume that they're guilty? On top of all that information, when the people investigated Mark Furman's background, they found that he praised Nazi groups, KKK groups, and referenced black people as, quote, slaves, N-words, and people who had to be put down. Mark Furman was in a pretty high place and high ranking in his police group. So if you think about it, why does society and the system of protection keep putting people like that in such high positions and give them such power people like mark Furman have bias people who killed george floyd brianna taylor trayvon martin michael brown eric gardner the list goes on these people have died because of police brutality and police bias so why does the system keep putting people like this and give them the power to hold a gun and to kill someone when they know they have bias The system is at fault here because they give this power to people. So the system itself needs to be reformed. This podcast is not to hate on the police or to hate on the government or Trump or anything like that, but it's to make people aware of what is happening in the world and makes you think about what you're doing and your place in society and what you're doing to help this country. Because per JFK, don't ask what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast video and you learned a little something. Maybe this changed your perspective or your view on how you're viewing the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think that during this entire podcast, I got a little bit emotional, angry-like, or direct. But um, that is because I'm very passionate about this subject. So um, please leave a comment. I will try to reply. Um, But again, stay positive and participate in your society. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. Come back next Tuesday for my next episode.